everybody. Bill Kasky back with you for another week of fun and entertaining content that's going to help you make more money. I'm uh, glad you're with me today. If you have not taken 30 seconds out of your schedule and reviewed this podcast on iTunes, on Apple, I really would appreciate it. It's, it's important to us as we continue to try to grow the audience uh, that we get really good recommendations and testimony. So thank you for that in advance. If you want to know more about a webinar masterclass we have coming up on January 31st at, I think it's noon Eastern, it's called How to Use Leverage to Scale Your Income in 2024. Not the most concise title. I got it. I got it. But uh, it's a webinar that we are, we've been working on for the last two or three months and uh, I'm calling it a masterclass, not a webinar, actually. I misspoke. I don't know what the difference is, but it sounds so much better. So we want you to be there. I'm limiting it to a couple hundred people. Uh, we're going to talk about leverage and some kind of hidden gems of leverage inside your business, inside your domain that you're not using that would help you grow your business. If you're in sales, if you're a VP of sales, if you're a CEO, a creator, an entrepreneur, there's lots of places you can leverage what you do and how you do it to grow your business next year and to scale your income. So that's the plan on the 31st. You can go to BillCaskey.com. Somewhere at the top, there is a banner that has an invitation. You can enroll there. It's free. Free. It hit me the other day when I was reading about NFL teams that were you know, finishing the year NFL. For those of you international listeners, it's our football league it's kind of America's pastime now. It used to be baseball, and not that people play football pastime. We go out and well, we'll play some tackle football on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, well, we used to, but it's the most popular sport. Anyway, I'm always fascinated by the idea of drafting good players when they come out of college. I'm fascinated with the idea that we're going to take apart our team. We're going to just uh, decimate our team in order to find this one savior, this one dude, lady, whomever, whatever sport you're talking about. Man, if we could just get him, oh, that would change everything. And how often does that happen? Rarely. Now, if it's a if it's a quarterback in the NFL, the quarterback is probably the position with the most power. You get somebody who's really good there, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, those guys. Yeah, of course, they can... They can be a, a decade player, then they can bring championships and glory and fame. But most most players are not like that. And how many quarterbacks have people drafted thinking it was going to be our savior and it was a wash? And I think the same thing is true for CEOs, VPs, presidents. We look out and we say, you know, we've got a pretty good sales team here. And I'm, I'm not just speaking with CEOs here to, in this bit. I'm speaking to all of us, uh, me included. We tend to get really enamored with the savior, with the hero, with that person who's got the gold, whether it's a customer, it could be a customer, man, if I could land this customer, oh my gosh, my life would be different. I would be in nirvana. It would be heaven on earth if I could just get this customer, get this prospect to say, yes, they become a customer and the money is going to pour in. And guess what happens? You either spend a lot of time hoping and dreaming about it, and it never comes to fruition, or you get them, and they weren't all as good as you thought they were. 
oh, they said they were going to buy a million dollars, but they really bought $10,000. And you had to pry their wallet open for that. We've all been there. And I'm not saying don't pursue the, the big client at all, but temper your enthusiasm, enthusiasm because that's not helpful. And you raise expectations and then and it's not just that you get disappointed. I know there's this whole thing. Well, don't don't get expectations too high. You'll be disappointed. Okay, I'm disappointed, but I, I I'll figure out a way to deal with the disappointment. What I think happens sometimes is we get out ahead of our skis. We're 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 running and we're running too fast. We're running downhill, and we look back, and the prospect is still at the top of the hill, trying to figure out who to follow. And so I think it's a danger. There's a danger in having too high of expectations, whether it's on a customer, whether it's on your leader. If you're a leader on your salesperson, I always tell the story about the VP of sales who goes into a sales team and says, hey, guess who we're going to get to come on board? Oh, who's that? Who's that leader? Who's that? Bob. What? We're going to get Bob away from that company? He's going to change. He's going to leave the company. He's been there 20 years. Yeah, Bob is a killer performer. We're going to get Bob. Are you serious? Oh, my God, Bob. That's good. And then three months later, Bob comes on board, and the sales team realizes that you had to pay Bob a lot of money. You had to pay him a little spiff, like a hundred grand, 500 grand spiff to get him. And now people are a little upset about Bob. So they were very enthused about Bob until you found out what the deal was. Or six months in, you have to let Bob go because he wasn't what we thought he was. We just, he just wasn't what, it's like the customer. It's like the thing that you are striving for, the, the savior is not what you thought they were. And yet we do it next time. We do it the next time. And then the VP of sales comes in and says, Hey, we had to let Bob go. Oh, really, Bob? I mean, he was, you love Bob. Yeah, Bob had some, had a drinking habit. He was a drug addict. I mean, you know, who knows? He had some personal issues. Um, Bob refused to put out any content. He refused to use LinkedIn. He would rather press the flesh at the country club, and that's not the way we're, whatever it is. When we find a Bob and we hire them, we're always disappointed. But guess what that VP of sales then does? Goes out and tries to find another Bob. It's the save. It's not the savior complex. That's something different. But it's the savior mentality that something outside of me is going to save me. The government, Bob, a new customer, my number one target, and it's just not the case. I mean, how many times have we have, have we realized it's not the case? But we still do it. And I think that comes from having a void inside of us. I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of looking to the external world to solve a problem that's created in my internal world. And as long as I keep looking externally, I may find some short-term solutions, some band-aids, something to kind of fill the, fill the void up, but it goes away. It never lasts. And that's one thing, one reason we talk about uh, abundance and intention and detachment in our work, because I want to be totally detached from whether someone does business with me or not. I even want to be totally detached from my goals, from my you know, financial goals for this year. It's not that I don't care. It's just that I don't want to, I don't want to work every day just trying to get to something that's external. And it's part of the abundance mentality that we talk about here on this podcast and in my work and my training 
is the idea of do, when you look out, do you see abundance or do you see scarcity? Not when you look at your pipeline, but when you look at the marketplace, do you see abundance or do you see scarcity? Hopefully you see abundance. Well, if you see abundance and you're good at getting to that abundance, you should never be attached to anything. No sale is worth becoming attached for. Mm, title, book title, no sale, oh, no result is worth becoming attached to. Because the worst thing that can happen is you get attached to something and it comes to fruition. And then you're like, oh, well, that worked. I'm going to get attached to everything. It just doesn't work that way. So abundance, intent. What is my intent? Uh, when I go out to the marketplace, do I have an intention of helping, being a resource, being a, a questioner, being a problem finder? That's your intent. It's not to sell stuff. That comes later. So the lesson for this is that if you are looking to the external world to solve an internal problem, it never is enough. It just never is. And I think we've got to start looking at our internal. That's one thing we're going to be talking about on the 31st in this masterclass, the idea of how do we use leverage to tremendously scale our business this year and our income? Well, one thing you have to be careful of is that your income doesn't outrun your, your self-image. If you're earning 200 grand a year now and you come to me and say, Bill, I want to get to a million dollars in the next two years. And I say, well, is that possible? Oh, yeah, Bill, that's possible. OK, we can we can devise a plan to get there. I've got this concept called the leverage ladder, which is how do you move up the ladder income wise and using leverage to get there uh, and not ambition, not ambition, not hard work, but leverage. But if you have told yourself that you're a two hundred thousand dollar a year person and you want to get to a million, you're going to have to tell yourself a different story. The story has to change. Who you are has to change to 5X your business. That's why I think sometimes when I hear Grant Cardone and Dan Sullivan, we, everybody's talking about 10X now. I don't disagree with the concept of 10X. I feel like if you can get your mind right around 10Xing, then you will naturally grow your business. But not enough attention is spent on the story it has to change. The story we tell ourselves about ourselves has to change. And if that story's not changing, I can give you all the best stuff on the, on the planet. You're not going to do it. Or you're going to do it for a period of time, and then you're going to default back. Or you're going to do it, but you're not going to really do it all in. Because that's not part of the story. So part of changing your outputs and outcomes in life, and mine too, by the way, this is, this is stuff I work on all the time. This is not me preaching from the pulpit, the pool pit, saying, you got to do it this way. I'm, I'm constantly thinking about, well, if I want to get to this income level, how's the story of my business going to have to change? And it does. Now, if you want to grow by 4.5%, probably not a different story. Probably the same story, just a little bit more work. But if you want to scale your income, we're going to talk about that on January 31st. So anyway, hope this has been helpful. I want you to, the, the main lesson here is that don't allow external solutions to solve internal problems. They just don't work. And so take a look inside at what's stopping you, what's stopping you inside. Is it confidence? Is it commitment? Is it fear and anxiety? That's why I gave you the abundance and detachment and intent, because if we can shift our thinking and sales and in business ownership and leadership to that, everything gets a lot easier. And if you want to go uh, to my uh, masterclass, January 31st, go to BillKasky.com. Banner somewhere on the top above the fold, as we say. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.